Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. The Volume. Hello, everybody, and welcome in to a brand new episode of Snaps, your favorite daily college football podcast, or at least I hope your favorite, or actually, you know what? I kind of just hope we're in the rotation. Um, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you listen, and I hope you share with your friends. In fact, I hope you hit the like button if you're watching on YouTube, and uh, I hope you tell your friends about it, and I hope that you rate it and review it, wherever you listen to podcasts, be it Apple, Spotify, or whatever else uh so huge thank you to everyone already hanging out with this we got our guy greg thomas Caton, daniel blake was happening y'all aaron murray what's up with you man how you how you feeling man man it's been it's been a good day thank you for asking uh just a lot of craziness which we'll jump into still trying to wrap my head around this whole will levis thing it's just mind blown that we can watch a guy play all season long and now all of a sudden, Reddit has him going number two. I mean, Reddit. Well, well okay, okay. Well, well GameStop and Will Levis. Pump <laughs> and dump. Let's all calm down a little bit right now. Pump it and yeah. dump it, baby. Watch out for that red, red the little rug pull. There's been a lot of Levis pump lately, okay? But we're not talking mm. about his body this time around. Aaron's talking about Wall Street bets, right? Somebody, somebody, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> I think, okay, if you just want to go there, I think if we were to ask Vegas the odds on who was more likely to masturbate to Will Levis throwing on air, it would easily be you. Like, like no, if, if we could, because, we could, because, we could actually check. Podcast no, listeners no, no, could no, go no. back and listen to the noises you were making when we watched Will Levis throwing in that indoor facility. It sounded like, like 
I know that you're t- taking off your specific number of orgasms that you have to have post vasectomy. Yeah. I'm almost, almost positive there. you ticked one off during the show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we had T minus two weeks to get them all knocked out. So I'm looking for that that bill of uh, good uh, sperm health in two weeks when I go in for, for to deliver my sample. Uh, uh, yes, there was a lot of juices flowing watching him throw the football. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's a thing of beauty. And uh, I, know, I know it does get the GMs and coaches excited and the people have read it, but uh, t- turn on the game tape. It's a little bit different story. Um, okay, here, here's what I'll say. So we are conflating, I think, though, a bit of two different stories with, with one, where there are odds of Levis going number two overall that appear to be pretty legitimate, right? Mm-hmm. Like he is now minus 140. I even saw minus 150 to be the number two quarterback taken now, which seems absurd, right? That feels because who in the hell would bet that, right? And I know that I know that like setting a gambling line is an odd alchemy of partially it's dictated by where the money is flowing in. It's also partially mm-hmm. dictated by people who set the lines who try to encourage betting. Well, the thing is, nobody will take Will Levis minus 150 for the number two overall pick? Like, why would you? It's a late surge. He's never been considered to be the second best quarterback in this draft. And yet, that's where the line is. So that tells me that there is concrete information floating out there that is, and we get into CJ Stroud because I think it ties in there, right? And the, and, the, and the S2 cognitive testing and things that CJ Stroud struggled on. And 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 again, that, that's probably one of the main factors behind it. But But so there's something seemingly legitimate about Will Levis being taken at two overall. And I don't know if that's by the Texans. I don't know if that's a trade and somebody else moving up to take Levis. That seems to the anonymous Reddit post has caused Will Levis number one overall to take what I would call a speculative leap. Mm-hmm. Uh, because just a little while ago, it was 40 to one that Will Levis was going to go number one overall. Um, it started to move. And then at about 8 a.m., I believe yesterday, uh, there was an anonymous post on Reddit uh, that claimed that Will Levis has been telling friends and family that he is going to get taken number one overall by Carolina. Uh, that led to a flurry of bets, which led to that line moving from 40 to one to four to one. But still, Bryce Young is minus 1400. Okay. So, like, there's your Wall Street bets speculative pump and dump. It just, I mm. don't like that. That is what it is. To me, the far more interesting story, Aaron, is not Levis at one. It's why all of a sudden is it seemingly legitimate that he could be the second quarterback taken overall? Yeah. I mean, it, 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 CJ Stroud, who was the number one guy for a long time and, and kind of the number one guy in my mind, has gone from being, you know, go back to his pro day. I mean, looking at the pro day and looking at, you know, Frank, the head coach for, for, for Carolina, walking around and kind of giggling behind his back and, following his every move, like, okay, he's in love. He's feeling the juices a little bit too, kind of like T-Bob was watching Will Levis throw the ball. There's no doubt in my mind that CJ's going to be the number one quarterback taken off the board. Then all of a sudden, it's Bryce is one. Okay, okay, I get it. I get I get Bryce being one. The, the talent's there. The only thing that's, you know, Bryce would be a, a, a right in my mind, right, a future Hall of Famer if he wasn't 5'10". We all know how talented he is. So I get a team taking a chance on him, especially in today's game. So I, I'm fine with that. But all of a sudden, it's, CJ's dropping. Now it's Will Levis going to be the third quarterback. Then it's it's Anthony Richardson being the third quarterback. And then CJ Stroud dropping a little bit in the draft. You're like, what the hell is going on? And then, boom, all of a sudden, reports come out. 
cognitive test, CJ Stroud was like in the 30, 30% of, I don't know, completion or grade, whatever it was, which was far lower, lower than every other quarterback who was kind of in like 70 to like somewhere in the 90 percent. I got, I, I got of, the numbers. Yeah. I, I'll give the numbers. Give us the numbers. Please give us numbers. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so I think, the, I mean, there's no way that that is not correlated with that because pro day was great. Combine was great. I haven't heard anything really bad about the meetings necessarily with these teams. You know, some teams may like it, but that's it. This testing result came out, which now question, is he capable of processing an NFL playbook? Is he capable of processing a defense fast enough to go out there and execute at a high level? Now, all of a sudden, you're seeing him drop to maybe the fourth quarterback take in the draft. So I, I'm a little bit concerned that we're basing more of, of where we draft the quarterback based on combine and a cognitive test rather than watching him actually play football, which we've seen CJ play at a very high level for two years now. So I don't know if I'm buying so, okay, into it. I still think CJ goes too. A few interesting things to note here. So the one, this is not the Wonderlick test. That's out the door now. Yeah. Um, and, and, and to be fair, Wonderlick was incredibly flawed to me. It was very much a standardized traditional test. And some people aren't good test takers. And in fact, maybe the thing to just shut down this entire conversation is the year Lamar Jackson came out, he scored a 13 on the Wonderlick. Baker Mayfield scored 25, Sam Darnold 28, Josh Rosen 29. Okay, Lamar Jackson's an NFL MVP. He is clearly better than all of those other guys. Now Josh Allen scored a 37, but he hadn't gotten an NFL MVP, right? But the point is like Wonderlick's flawed. And look, so we can make all, we're going to talk about CJ's child. Maybe this being a huge red flag. Maybe it's all bullshit, like the Wonderlick was uh, for Lamar Jackson. Uh, but if you look at the seeming slide that CJ Stroud is on right now, I do see maybe a bit of a confluence of uh, factors here. Um, and the main one being that as to, cognitive test and and what this is it's not a traditional test that you sit there and take on um you know with a scantron like the wonderlick is it's all sort of almost like mini games testing processing mm -hmm. power not as much like logic and other things like that how quickly can you process these things and here's uh there's a couple interesting quotes that come from uh, an anonymous in all executive, right? So taken with a bit of a grain of salt. Uh, this is what executive uh, told Bombkin. Quote, if you get a high score as a quarterback, it's not saying you're going to be a great player, but if you get a low score, it's 100%. None of the quarterbacks that got a low score became good players. The benchmark is 80. 80 and above is good. Stroud was 18. It's incredibly terrible. He's going to be off boards. He will not be picked by those teams. So let's look at some of these Ooh. scores in this test. And look, and guys that have already taken this in the NFL that scored very highly, Burrow scored like a 97. Brock Purdy was in the 90s. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Drew Brees all scored very highly. Out of this draft class, you have Tanner McKee from Stanford, 99%. You have Bryce Young, 98%. Jay Kaner, 96. Will Levis, 93. Jaron Hall, 93. Dorian Thompson Robinson, 91. Which, by the way, maybe the most underrated quarterback in this draft. We have not yeah. talked at mm -hmm. all about Dorian mm -hmm. Thompson Robinson. Have you touched nope. him? Well, this says two tests. He passes in the elite category. You have Clayton Tuna, 84. Anthony Richardson, 79. Right there on that 83. I mean, essentially, like, whatever. 1% doesn't mean yeah. anything. 
So he he passes the 80% benchmark as well. Then you get to Hennon Hooker at 46, and then you get to CJ Stroud. Damn, Hennon at 46? Yeah. Is there, I mean, why yeah. we, I mean, we we're not talking negative about Hennon at all, I guess, because you know, we're, we're well, he's not a top pick. Late for, but still, I mean, we're still talking about him being a first round pick. Yeah. And that's a pretty no, damn so low score. It's a guy low score. coming off it's an ACL score. with a 40 percentile score. I mean, we're not yeah, yeah. But if you're saying 46 is low. What does it do for them when you hear CJ Stroud at 18%, right? And 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 here's Ooh. the deal. It's not the end all be all, right? It's not like yeah. like I would still struggle. I don't even care because of the film. And, and we know that film can be wonky in terms of how much teams care about it. Uh because of the film, I would still really struggle to take um Will Levis or Anthony Richardson over CJ Stroud, yes. right? Just what we've seen him doing, yep. what we saw him do against Georgia, the best team in the country. But this does feel like a very clear separating factor for why you absolutely go Bryce Young over CJ Stroud. Do you agree oh, with that? hundred percent. I completely agree with that. Like you can't throw out the tape. You can't throw out, you know, what these guys are doing on the actual football field in which you're paying them to actually go do. You're not paying this kid to go do tests. I get that there is something in this test that kind of you know, gives you some sort of indication of how they process things, but I mean, go go get you know some random Joe down the street and give him the test and watch him get a nine. Doesn't make him a great quarterback. Just because you can process things well doesn't make you a great quarterback. Will Levis may be able to process things well. Didn't show like that on the football field last year. He's throwing the ball to the other team left and right, not taking care of the football. To me, that's not processing the game of football correctly. Some guys are just football players. Some guys are just give me the football, watch me go out there, and I kind of can react in certain situations. Other guys aren't obviously like you talked about aren't good test takers either, which you have to take into account. So I don't know. I get if you're torn, like you said, if you're torn on two, Bryce Young and CJ, and you really don't know and you like both, you use this. But you can't tell me that you put the next two guys, Will Levis and Anthony Richardson, into that category where you're using this test as the default of okay. I'm going to take him over him. I like both, and I'm going to use the test to kind of make that decision. No, I, there's tier one, which is those two guys that have been proven, whether it's winning a Heisman or just balling out, putting up unreal stats and, and playing incredible versus Georgia, that they are the two top guys in this draft. Then there's the next tier, which are two guys that are unproven but have a lot of talent. Then there's the you know Hendon Hooker who's coming off the injury that didn't really get an opportunity to do a lot like – those are the tiers. You can mix up the tiers based on maybe the test or maybe someone had a better interview with you in person, but you can't, to me, you're not dropping a guy from tier one down to tier two, tier three because of a cognitive test. Yeah. Like that, 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 that's unreasonable to me based on how good he's been doing the sport and once you're drafting him to go out there and play. It does seem a bit interesting, though, in that that appears to be what teams are doing with Will Levis and C.J. Stroud, if he is indeed going to be the second pick overall. Now, maybe there's also some potential fears from the Ohio State quarterback resume, where a lot of these guys have gotten in the NFL out of this Ryan Day offense, in which they looked completely unstoppable and have not processed NFL defense is great. Even Justin Fields, who was excellent, was excellent with his legs, right? Now, granted, he didn't have a lot of weapons. Chicago's a bit of a dumpster fire. So, like, the the, the jury's still out on Fields. I'm not making any decorative statement either way on Justin Fields. But his exciting moments mainly came from his natural athleticism. C.J. Stroud isn't bad, but he definitely doesn't have anything near 
what Fields no. is bringing to the table. So he's a better thrower. He's he's a better thrower than 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 Johnson. I, I would have to imagine, like I said, Confluence event, the S two test, um, the Ohio State resume. I have to imagine if this slide is real that he's not interviewing well and Levis is, right? But we don't have any information there. So this is all a lot of speculation. And we should also be clear about this. I, I and, and, and so somebody said, oh, wow, Hidden Hooker scored a 46. That's crazy. He seems so intelligent. This is not an intelligence thing. This is pure processing time, like perception speed, search efficiency, well, tracking really capacity, visual learning, um, this decision complexity. Um, yeah, I mean, it definitely doesn't help well, him because right? he's, his, that executive his, off is his offense. I mean, what's, what's, what's his biggest knock that he didn't have to process. Everything yes. was somewhat predetermined because of the speed, because well, of the isn't that CJ Stroud as he well. Knew he was going. No, CJ I mean, was Ohio State. I think there was, was more knocks no. on the hypo oh. offense than the Ohio State offense. No, Way for sure, but but for 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 sure, for sure, but it's not wholly dissimilar because again, we've seen mm-hmm. the Ohio State system produce three different guys that throw for over forty touchdowns in a single year and have not been able to replicate it in the NFL. I don't know, but 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 T Bob, I don't know if that is necessarily a a a uh, a cause of of being in a certain system. Or just sure, being on a team calls. that is just better than everyone else. Like That's I may fair. still have to go through a process of a pro style system, but if my receivers and tight ends are better, I'm going to put up crazy good stats. Doesn't make make yeah. the system like super easy. I think Tennessee is a system that is very quarterback friendly. That a lot of the things are predetermined, and a lot of things just somehow pop open also because uses of the, the speed in which they hash play. Marks width of the field, different yes. in college and NFL to your advantage. I mean, you watch you watch Tennessee. They were in the same play over and over again half the time. I mean, it's yeah, it's fair. that switch release for verticals where the receiver, if he gets on top, he's going. If he's not, he's going to hook it up. And then Hennon's just reading. Is he going to stop based on the, the depth of the DB or is he going to go? And that's it. You know, CJ is going through a process of reading a defense, reading, getting through his reads, one, two, three, four, finding the check down or running. And, and, and it's just he got lucky. Ohio State is, we talked about the other day, Ohio State is far superior than everyone else in their conference. You're going to have better receivers. You're going to have better offensive Fair. linemen. You're going to put up stupid stats. Um, I think their offense is very, very compatible to the NFL. Really? Yes. Well, the, I, I guess I just find that to be a bit surprising then. I mean, I, I suppose in their quarterback success is them just outstripping the rest of the competition that much in talent. Um, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, I mean, you would know better than I did. So, I mean, th- th- than I know. So, I, I can't, I'm not going to debate that point. Uh, I don't think there's anything yeah. gimmicky about Ohio State's offense. Okay. I think it is, it is gun under center, play action pass. Um, I, I'm telling you, like, it, things you see on Sundays, what Ohio State is running with the complexity of their offense, with the full field reads, all that. I mean, there is no difference. Tennessee's gimmicky. Ohio State is just, we're just far superior. That's well it. then, well then, why would you be if you're if you're then if 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 you believe that other NFL minds, why would they be worried at all about the S two cognitive test? I don't know. That's why I'm if like, he's, I'm if he's able to process it already on that level, um, and and, he, and and they don't think that it's the coaches and talent of the team just put him in position to succeed. Then and you know and and look, um, Blake Walters mentioned it, but. Uh, he says, due to works for the company, and he, and he said he thinks he's on the Pat McAfee show. He says, due to works for the company, he said they had one player people are trashing on. 
that took it after a chaotic day and did bad, but took it later and scored highly implied, but did not say it was CJ. I, I also do. I've always kind of hated IQ tests a bit. I think yeah. they're incredibly flawed. I think they can, I think they're, you know, in this idea of nature versus nurture, right? An IQ test presents itself as being nature related. We are getting to the innate intelligence that a person has, but I think it just ignores so many environmental factors. Mm -hmm. Are people good test takers? What kind of education did they have growing up? And I'm talking, I'm not talking about S2, I'm talking about uh, IQ tests here. Like, I, I, I just feel like it's, it's flawed to use that as this absolute benchmark for intelligence. And so in this same way, you know, S2 testing, we're still at the very beginning of it. Like we don't have a ton of data, especially not publicly. Now the NFL teams do, which is where you get an NFL executive making quotes like that. But like we don't have a ton of information publicly to know the true veracity of this test. How true is it? Um, and does it reward certain environmental factors that some people might have over others? And, and so, I mean, we'll answer that over time. But look, if CJ Stroud wants to prove it wrong, go be a great NFL quarterback, and then pff, we'll never fucking talk about this again. Right. Well, I mean, listen. At the end of the day, too, like we, we we talked about this what last week, I think. The whole you brought up the whole nature versus nurture thing. Yeah. At the end of the day, is it a bad thing not to get drafted by Carolina <laughs> and Houston and maybe fall to the Colts or well, Seattle Carolina, or to Tennessee? I, Carolina is not terrible, but I'm just saying, like, you know, I, hey, if if we know Bryce is inevitably going to be the number one pick in the NFL draft, and I'm CJ, I'm secretly downside like fuck it i don't care like take well you take don't want to go two. two you don't want to go two. Well, you don't want to it's go. either like one. the only place you i want to go, go one or i want to drop <laughs> yeah 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 one yeah, or drop don't go to houston so like that's fine <laughs> with me man houston you don't like me because i can't take a damn test then take will levis take anthony richardson that's okay i'll go to i'll go to you know indianapolis you know i'll, I'll go to like i said seattle or or tennessee if they want to take quarterback at 11. so uh, you know what's going to be interesting, though, since we're on the quarterback discussion? You know, I think we'll just say Bryce goes one to Carolina. If Houston doesn't take a quarterback and Indianapolis does take a quarterback uh, at four, so you get two quarterbacks off the board, when do the next two go? I mean, are we going to see – I think we're going to, we could have an Aaron Rodgers-type situation where one of these guys could drop to the late teens, maybe early 20s, if Houston doesn't take someone at two. Um, so we believe, yeah. Okay. So we believe right now, Carolina definitely is obviously Houston. We believe yep. is, and then we believe Indy is right. Yeah. Outside of that, um, I let me pull my NFL draft Seattle or Las Tennessee? Vegas, Tennessee. Yeah. Tennessee for sure. I, I don't know on Seattle, man. I just don't know. Maybe don't Tennessee. You don't think you don't think um yeah, I don't know. I, I like I still think Anthony Richardson's a great spot at five if he is there for them, just to you know, sit behind Gino and get some PT during the year. That does seem smart but, as fuck. Like that seems like the perfect marriage of genius. everybody coming together there. Yep. Uh yes. so I don't know, man. I, I, I do think when you when you look at Vegas, Tennessee, Seattle, everybody you just named, I, I do think it's maybe a bit tough to see uh, Vegas's damn quarterback. You got Houston again at 12. If they could get a quarterback at 12, they would absolutely love that. Um, Vegas's quarterback. Do they have a quarterback right now, Brum? Does anybody know off the 
Jimmy G. Other heads. They signed Jimmy, Jimmy G. G. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He looks so sexy in the black. That's right, mm. dude. He had the black suit on. Single, with the black. rich, and living in Vegas. My boy Jimmy yeah. G is living the life. Whew. He should start a uh he should start his own brothel. Uh a Jimmy Garoppolo branded brothel. Yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh yeah, exactly. Um Andy J says and they give uh, NIL deals to everyone at UNLV. There we go. <laughs> uh Andy J says, I would like that NIL deal. My point is a <laughs> he's talking about quarterbacks is a system does not make or break a quarterback's potential in the NFL. Talk about system quarterbacks entering the NFL. Um, well, I mean, so in theory, I guess the S2 cognitive mm -hmm. testing is trying to test, like, how will a guy handle being not in a system? That's why Aaron's saying that knocks Hendon Hooker hard is because, like, you would want him to score high on this cognitive testing so you could feel like, okay, he can he can uh, overcome he can, that, that yes. idea that he's just a system quarterback. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, Tennessee did drag Malik, Malik Willis, but was that first round? I don't think. I don't know. I, no, I kind of was like don't. third or fourth. That's what I'm saying. Like so you're not. You're yeah. not like. You're not committed to that uh, no. in any way. Um, I. I don't even. Okay. I. I feel like we've had a really good conversation on this, but I feel like we're done. Right. I. I yeah. think the bottom line is that, to me, this testing does not. Um, make CJ Stroud like I would not take Will Levis or Anthony Richardson over him if this testing is true. Like if I was a GM that had it on concrete information, this was true. I would take Bryce Young over him at this point. Yep. And if these scores are accurate, which again is an if, um, let's go Dorian Thompson Robinson again. Maybe the most underrated quarterback in this uh, this NFL DTR. draft. DTR. Uh, yeah, he's the one that made you a little UCLA boy. Um, all right. Uh, other topics. How my boy for, Stetson doing it? How did Stetson doing it? I tried to find it. I couldn't find it. Oh, DJ, you like called that Stetson. How did we miss this? Slippity, slippity, slippy, slippy, slippy. I don't know though, because we had the one article about Texas. Stetson's going to be undrafted, and it came on the same day that ESPN.com an article with Stetson featured as one of the uh, seven fastest risers in the draft, right? So currently right like, now ESPN it, has Stetson as the 10th best or the 12th best quarterback ESPN has. It has in order Bryce Young, CJ, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, Hendon Hooker, Jay Kaner, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, Jaron Hall, who's actually, I like him, uh, but he's a BYU quarterback and that hasn't worked out too well. Uh, Aiden O'Connell, Clayne Toon, Tanner McGee, and then Stetson Bennett at 12, right before Max Duggan at 13. It's a lot of quarterbacks ahead of him. That's a lot of quarterbacks. Ooh, I'm reading some of these quotes. Uh, I'm reading some of these quotes, and DJ Uyunglele is not very happy with uh, with how with the offense that Clemson ran. Quote: I didn't really like what we did there scheme wise. I didn't think we did very much. I thought it was very basic. Oh, yeah. It didn't help me out as a quarterback and play to my strengths. I wanted to go somewhere that would play to my strengths and go somewhere that would develop me for the NFL. Choo. Shot across mm. the Dabo Val. Mm. Uh, do you agree with that on Clemson mm. when you watch their offense? I mean, you know, yeah, it was it was that. it was very Texas A and M esque when it comes to just like oh. we feel like we're better. We'll just line up and play football. There you go. And you can't do that, man. You gotta you gotta mix up personnels and formations and motions and shifts and, and really make the defense communicate. The best offense is make defenders talk. 
Defenders would score low on a lot of these cognitive tests because they can't process that fast. Make them talk. You're going to win on offense. If you just line up and play football and think you're just better, well, the year that you're not physically as, as superior as the other ones, you're going to have a bad year offensively. What we know with Clemson, their receivers and running backs yeah. have not been as good as years past. So yeah. that makes your quarterback have to play at an extremely high level because you're not making it easy on him because now all of a sudden these guys aren't just naturally getting open because they're better and you schematically aren't finding ways to get them open either. So I don't, I don't, I, I completely agree with that him. I don't, be fixed, I don't like though, the fact that he said fixed. it. I don't, don't like, like the fact that he said, said it. Why? No, I don't like the fact that he, like, why, why Fuck say Clemson. Because he's being honest, wow. fuck Clemson. It was basic. Because he's been, he had to get shit on for a year. Everybody's saying DJU sucks, DJU sucks, and he's like, you know what sucks? This offense sucks. Okay, <laughs> I mean, I, what does he owe Dabo uh, and company? Get the hell out of here. I think it owes him anything, but like, that's your old school coming your, through. It wasn't like Dabo's in the public eye saying DJU sucks. It was a fan base. Doesn't mean you have to go dog your former coaches. All he said, well, I mean, the coach isn't even there anymore. He talked about the OC. He just said that it was very basic and it didn't feel like it helped get him ready for the NFL and prepared him as a player. I see nothing out of line with that. In fact, I want more of that because it makes our job so much better because we can sit here talking yeah, about sure. it. Uh, let's get to some comments. Uh, young Sav says, Young Save says, as a Raiders fan, nothing would make me happier than the Texans and Colts passing on Stroud. We will gladly take him at seven if they don't want him. Yeah, let's be clear about this. When we are having these discussions, we are coming it's it's like when you critique a championship team you don't critique a championship team the same way you do a 9 and 17 right yes. things that are acceptable for the 9 and 17 are unacceptable for the championship team what do you for everybody that's on the audio podcast podcast that they're going to be confused cuz Aaron just did this weird lean towards the camera thing it weirded me out it completely threw me off my flow <laughs> uh the point is yes if you get CJ Stroud at 7 uh, you should be ecstatic. That's a guy that we yeah. thought was getting to go to the top two the entire time. So I absolutely understand that. Um, what other comment did I want to get to? I wanted, oh, welcome. Daniel Berry Sports Highlights. What up? Uh, Blake Walsh said they were terrified to let DJ do anything. Um, CJ says, nine and eight now, sir. 17 games. You're right. Uh, look, I wasn't even – yeah, you're right. Yeah, fair. I, I still hate the 17-game schedule simply from a numerical standpoint. Um uh, CJ says DTR is the hard work superstar. Significant improvement every year. Big chip on his shoulders with some swag. Love those guys. How can we even talk about him? Where is he supposed to go? Who DTR? Yeah. Ah, uh, mid round somewhere in that that three to five, four or five. It's always usually five, like five. that first early second quarterbacks out the board. Then there's like a, a nice break from you know second third round and then boom all of a sudden late third fourth fifth you start seeing more guys go off the board so you know it's kind of like who needs a quarterback you jump on them early then everyone kind of takes a breather fills out other roster spots and then you know you start getting them late third fourth fifth that's that's kind of the usually the tempo with the whole thing so um he's in he's in, he's i mean i, I like dtr I, i'm not a big fan of jake hayner i i don't i don't know why he's so high but I guess a lot of people do like him. Um, I covered him a bunch. He's very three serious. Or four times. Yeah, I covered I, him three I or four times. I interviewed him at the Senior Bowl, and he was like locked in, like locked yeah. in. So um, I, mean, I like DTR ahead of him. I like Jaron Hall above him. Um, so I, I, I'm not as high on Hayner as, as ESPN is right now. So I, mean, I could see DTR going somewhere, you know, maybe that next quarterback after Hendon does or after Hendon goes. Uh, 
I I'll be I'll be very interested to well whatever I'm always interested that's I kind of was about to offer the most worthless just word vomit filled time I was gonna say I'll be very interested to see which quarterback succeed in which oh don't you fucking think no shit oh. that's the entire point of this we're all gonna be interested to see who oh, succeeds who fails. <laughs> JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates, to coaches play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals. JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older, and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco-alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay. So you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah. Like, check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. 
His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, Mr. G, how does T-Bob pump it up with those tiny hands? No, I mean, it's a great point, right? Because I got these he tiny hands, both. but well, it's just so big. You know, it's the only way. It's just, I, I yeah. can't, it's like, I can't wrap around otherwise, you know? Um, uh, Logan Ford says, most out of touch title ever. I hope it's just clickbait. My God, all the volume better. What does our title even say? What does our title Will say? Will Levis, number one of Panthers. Will Levis, number one of Panthers. The Panthers an NFL draft question mark and Alabama uh, Savior QB. Okay, okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So let's get that. to the latter part. Uh, we we're just like, asking questions. Yeah, just but but for, for your uh, peace of mind, Logan, um, Will Levis, number one overall, is, is I think, a meme. It's a joke, essentially. Uh, Will Levis, too, has some weird validity that speaks to some sort of information uh, coming, you know, I, like like something's going on behind the scenes that is pumping him up. Uh, and maybe yeah. C.J. Stroud, like, To be fair, Will Levis is the sec- has the second highest odds to go number one overall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I just mean though, but yeah. like, but Bryce Young is minus fourteen hundred. Correct. Yes, it is. It's not, <laughs> it's, it's not likely, but it's, he is. The, he does factually have the second best odds to go number one overall. Um, I don't make the rules. <laughs> Some very funny comments about how I would pump and dump. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's let's get into the latter part of our title then. Bama's quarterback savior. Uh, I have my boy Ryan Fowler and some other Bama fans uh, upset with us yesterday because we were saying Bama's, you know, got a potentially going to suck. Look, all I'm saying is Bama operates on a championship standard, what we just talked about. And so their expectations are different. And they're placing a Heisman quarterback, both coordinators. They, They have the 125th returning production in the country, according to Bill Connolly. It's a fucking ton to overcome. Now, granted, yeah. there's still a better roster than everybody, save for Ohio State and Georgia. Full stop. Okay? Like like we talked about yesterday, maybe LSU has better frontline starters, which is even then a maybe. But top to bottom, Alabama has more depth. Uh, and, and so the, the roster's still great. They're still going to be better than the majority of the people. But the question is, can they win championships? That is the standard at Alabama. And as they look now with Milrow and Simpson and what Saban said after the game center, it's hard to think that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a bit of news today. Of course, Tommy Reese at Notre Dame last year, hot young coordinator name. Nick Saban hires him to go coach the Alabama Crimson Tide. Well, now that we're in the other side of spring, Notre Dame quarterback, starter from last year, Tyler Buckner, um, entering the transfer portal. Uh, this So, obviously, you just connect the dots. Reese, Buckner, Reese to Bama, Buckner to Bama. Aaron, is this anything that Bama fans should even be excited about? No, let's not forget why why Buckner's probably leaving Notre Dame. It's because Notre Dame had the biggest get in the offseason when and probably who Alabama wanted. And, and if they had him, I'd feel a lot better about him. <clears throat> Excuse me, and Sam Hartman. You know, Sam yeah. Hartman transfers from Wake Forest to Notre Dame, kind of writings on the wall for our Notre Dame quarterbacks that, hey, we have our quarterback of the future, and it's Sam Hartman. So, you know, not surprised that that Tyler Buckner is in the transfer portal, but you know, for me to say that, like, oh my God, Alabama, go get him right now, and he's going to make you a better football team. Six touchdowns and eight interceptions in his career. The one thing that 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 
adding him does is at least add in, it does add a guy who knows the system. Someone that there can go in there and compete day one. Because my biggest thing, I think I said it yesterday, I posted about it today, is if you do bring in a guy now, it's a tall task for them to split reps three ways and get enough reps in a new offense in four months to legitimately have an opportunity to be the starting quarterback. Well, the way you overcome that is bringing a guy who's played quarterback in this system last year with this offensive coordinator. So he doesn't need the reps. Yes, he does need to get accustomed to the receivers and, and the way of life there in Alabama, but he's a plug and play guy. You can put him in right now and he's ready to go. Does that make you a, a, a championship team all of a sudden? No, Alabama's screwed, plain and simple. Unless some by some miracle, some top guy hits the portal, which is not going to happen at this point, Alabama is in a rebuilding year. Yes. That's it. It's okay. You're in a rebuilding year. You 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 go nine and three, ten and two. You go to a yeah. really good bowl game. Oh yeah, <laughs> T Bob's getting all excited. Nine and three, and then next year now, now I'm pumping. You go and get the here. number one. You you make sure you focus on getting a top quarterback in the portal, and then you're right back at it again. But this is this ain't Alabama's year, man. Plain and simple. You you brought these guys in hoping they would be really good quarterbacks eventually, and they're not there yet. They're just not. So, <laughs> but ain't no one else coming in the portal that's going to make you feel good. Now, I will say this. Blake Walters was a good point. People said the same thing about Georgia when Stetson Bennett took over the first year. Yeah, pretty true, right? I mean, granted, yeah, you but the Georgia, the, Georgia, unless you have Georgia's out. defense, do we anticipate them having Georgia's defense? Like, that's that's the – I oh, I think Bama's defense should be like Georgia's defense. They've been wildly underachieving. I think it's why they ran the frat boy out of town. Because he had all these top recruiting classes, they have in the top five defenses. Twenty seventeen. Well, you better have a damn good defense if that's going to be the case. And and, and the difference too between Georgia and damn and good, y'all love saying damn good. Damn. Yeah. Damn, what, sorry. Damn, what's what's it? What's the, the difference? Between difference Georgia is and Alabama? The, the side of the conference. Alabama's schedule is a little bit more difficult than Georgia's conf- side of the conference in the SEC East. So you're you're you kind of got a, a gauntlet to go through. LSU you got Texas week two. I don't know what's that. What's the line on Texas Alabama right now? Because after watching this weekend, I'm kind of feeling Texas, honestly. Um, I would look it up. Uh, I'm getting over under here real quick. Maybe a little Vegas insider can tell me. Um, all right, one second while I pull that up. Uh, I I, I agree there, and I, I think unfortunately, you know, I'm supposed to try to make this conversation more exciting, but. I think Bama goes ten and two with Buckner, Milrow, or Simpson. Like unless unless yep. somebody just way overachieves, right? And and we're guilty of completely misreading a situation because we don't have uh, the information that we would need. Uh, hmm. Brum, are you seeing any spreads here? Is this the is this the 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 beginning of the descent, the true descent of Nick Saban? No, I mean because. I don't like the Kevin Steele hire. I like the Tommy Reese hire. And what if they had an elite quarterback this year? You'd be saying they were championship worthy. And let's not run too far with our human interpretation. I know FPI's kind of messed up in a lot of ways. Or, you know, what not messed up. It is what it is. But oh, I know FPI can be a little beholden to recruiting and whatnot. But, like, it still thinks Alabama's going to be really good. And the past 15 Bama, years of point Alabama. seven and a half really point favorites right now over Texas. Ooh, 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 ooh. I mean, this is again. 
in can I take Derby. Texas to cover right now? I would take Texas to cover. Can I? I would take. Texas I would take. To no, cover no, no. Right sorry, now. sorry. Fuck that. Nope. You've already forgotten what you were supposed to get tattooed on your chest last year, Aaron. Yeah. Never Texas. Texas. I mean, I'm going to take Bama to cover right now. Excuse this me. This is Excuse the year. Me. Quinn Ewers oh, going to have a big God. year. Yeah. Uh, he's going to he's going to be that. that I'm already tired from that pump and dump. I can't listen to you. I just have no more patience. He's going to be the quarterback that he looked oh. like last year versus Bama. You know he's he's just he's like he's like uh, he's like Jimbo Fisher. He's just got Alabama's number, so I think he's going to come out there if he can stay healthy, have a big game in Tuscaloosa, and then from there just going to be a fast, fast descent. If they do lose that game versus Texas, though, to you. I don't even get it because you crapped on Quinn Ewers more than anyone. <clears throat> well, because he sucked after that Alabama game when he got okay, back from injury. So he was god awful. So where is this coming because from? He was Why young. You Give the dude him? some fucking slack. He's going to get better this year. Oh, jeez. Um, uh, no, 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 no. Thank no, you, Blake no, Walters. No, no. Texas to cover, but Alabama still to win. Texas to no, cover, but no. That's, okay, win. first off, that's pussy yes. shit. Thank you, uh, but secondly, oh. no, no. Uh, you almost had me for a second. No, I am. I am sticking by my never Texas rule until they follow. Until they follow through. Okay, even last year. FPI had them as the eighth best team in the country after they went like eight and five or whatever they ended up doing last season. Uh, just absolutely awful. Um, all right, a couple news pieces to uh, touch on real quick here on the show. Uh, we got three new rule changes coming to college football next year. Um, there will be, and we talked about this, and I think this is solid. There will now be a running clock after first downs, like the NFL, save for the last two minutes of each half. So a couple awesome things here. Uh, this should speed up the game a bit. But more importantly, you do retain one of the more fun aspects of college, which is the clock management where the clock stops after first down, right? If you did that in the NFL, offenses are too good. Quarterbacks could score with like 10 seconds. Left. Like games would never end, right? In college, it's, it's, it's one of the more fun parts of all the final sequences. It allows these crazy out opportunities. Like, absolutely love it. It does throw kind of an interesting emphasis on highlighting the final two minutes, which has always been there in general, but now... Um, you, you almost have to be more aware of it than you were in the past. Mm -hmm. uh, they've also banned the consecutive use of timeouts by a team, which whatever rarely comes up. Um, and they will carry over a flag to the second or fourth quarter rather than playing an untimed down. So the latter two, whatever. Uh, first one, vaguely interesting, but yeah. expected to only affect like seven to ten plays a game, Aaron. Which is, you know, five, four to five minutes of a game, somewhere around there, which I think is is heading in the right direction. You see the success of baseball this year and all the people so excited that they can go to, you know, baseball games that aren't four hours long. Like, we need to get to a point where college football games aren't three and a half hours long. So this is the, a step in the right direction. I'm all for it. You know, it, it it's going to make my job five more minutes easier, you know, which I'm <laughs> – that. That last five minutes of the game, you know, sometimes you're pushing for shit to say. It'll be kind of nice that we get a little bit more, you know, speed, 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 speed. Let's go. So uh, I love yeah. the game faster. Let's go. If we can get to like uh, the NFL window three hours, I'd be very happy. But that ain't gonna happen. You know, commercials a little bit longer, half times longer. I mean, I know, just still refuse to. I still refuse to accept that this isn't all just advertising bullshit. 
Like I know that we we found out that it's like it's it's reportedly like my biggest sports conspiracy is that it is all advertising just pumping up these game times, right? Now we figured out that it's only like a few seconds according to some studies or whatever, but like why are CBS games consistently over 4 hours regardless of the quality of the game, okay? Because it's a prime yeah, slot that everybody's watching and they're selling it. They're making some fucking money. The thing they'll never do in college football if they want to make the game shorter is they just need to shorten the halftimes and not have the bands play. Yeah. Boo! Exactly. Shut the fuck up, Ryan Brumley. Have the bands play pregame. What? Have you ever watched an Ohio State halftime show? They're Uh, awesome, dude. What? You're such a, oh my God. I mean, yeah, let's, you know what? Let's just get rid of like, you know, one of the coolest, like we always talk about how pageantry defines our love for college football over the NFL. Let's just cut out the pageantry. Fuck it. Right. You know what? Because that's what they're doing. Another story. The kids are getting paid. Um, We're going to mega conferences. It's just, it's a mini NFL. They cut out the fat, just turn into a minor leagues. Let's play football. Short the the fat. The fat, you mean Nick Saban and Deion Sanders constantly yelling at me about Inchirk with an anthropomorphic duck? Get the fuck out of here. That's the fat, okay? Not, uh, which I guess, actually, you would cut that out by cutting down half times because you would cut out yeah. commercials. Whatever. Fuck you, Aaron. The point is the in-stadium experience needs bands, okay? And I disagree uh, with anybody who says the, the opposite. The entire damn game. The entire damn Speaking game. Of, yeah, but like how badass is it when they're playing the Pokemon theme at halftime and they make a little Pikachu, okay? Or they spell Pikachu. out Ohio. It's Pikachu. tight. Pika, Pika, Pika. Listen to this. Um, so speaking of losing some of the pageantry, the SEC is saying they're going to up the penalties for court and field storming. Uh, of uh-huh. course, right now it's 50k for the first incident, 100k for the second, 250k for everyone. After that, uh, SEC programs have kind of laughed at that. I mean, the best was yeah, last year. It was either Tennessee's president or AD saying, "Hey, we'll pay every year." Right? I mean, once once the fans yeah. got on there, um, they're saying now, and and is I want to be very clear about this. All they're really saying is that the penalties are going to be upped. What they look like, I don't know. Um, one of the things that's been proposed was a full forfeiture of the game, which everybody's like, nope, non-starter. But one that feels pretty realistic could be losing a home game. So, for instance, LSU beats Alabama, rushes the field, right? What that would mean if that was the penalty put into place is that now you'd play in Tuscaloosa this year, but instead of coming back to Baton Rouge, you would play in Tuscaloosa again next year and then again as it was originally scheduled. So, you could be looking at a field storming leading to playing at one of your rivals for three years in a row, uh, which feels pretty intense. But I, I you know, I, I, ah, shit, I hate this because I know you, you want to talk about land. pageantry, then you want, like, why are we getting rid of that or, or penalizing that to the extreme? Because it's dangerous. Because it's dangerous. Is Marching it? bands are not dangerous. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I know I'm old and I'm lame for this, but it is dangerous. I mean, you had multiple you You're had multiple fans getting punched. All it takes, though, is somebody getting stabbed, and then this all sucks. It takes one First person all, dying, and then all this stuff. Bro, we saw people getting punched last year. We saw a female get punched. We saw men get punched. Hell, I was looking this up. Uh, I read a story back in 1993. Wisconsin How about if we beat- clear the players out first and then let the, f- the fans rush the field? Oh, my God. I mean, 
you what, what, what you, you might as well tell me to like uh, like put spermicide yeah, on my dick before you said like what are we, like what do we like it's <laughs> that, that that's i mean look you know me i've been my uh, wife since high school um i don't have a ton of experience with condoms but I, I i imagine that's what it feels like when you're in the the throes of passion and you have to stop to correctly prepare like oh wait hold on, let me let me just get the lighting right and let me just run to the bathroom real quick and but, uh, breath but, mint. do you want a breath mint yeah breath, but, like, but then once go? you get back going again it's just as good you're fine you just got a little pause yeah it sucks it does suck there is no way but that you strap that bad boy on your back tight. in the game we're good to go we're good to go <laughs> I don't think so, dude. Box. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, it's just uh, as good, T. It can be dangerous, though. It can be. In 1993, oh. Wisconsin beat Michigan 13-10. to 10. It was the first time they beat them in a dozen years. Game chance to go to Roosevelt, blah, blah, blah. Uh, how the stadium is built, all the students start rushing the field, but they're funneled to these points. 73 people got injured. Six got injured critically. Uh, there's an mm -hmm. offensive tackle, Joe Pano, 6'3", 290. He's out there ripping bodies off, saving kids' lives. He was crying. He later said it was the scariest thing he's ever seen as in, in his entire life. So, And I know that is not the norm, right? We've had a ton of field storming since that 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 nothing has happened. But, you know, I do get worried, like, what if the nightmare scenario happens, somebody dies? Like, what if that woman that fell into the hedges at Auburn never came out of the hedges? And you found her like impaled on a branch and she was just bleeding out from her belly. Like all it takes is one person Jesus dying and it's just going to be, and it just becomes a tragedy and it's not worth it. So uh, look, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I just, I, I know I'm old and y'all can all make fun of me and I'll just take it. But I think most storm in the, the field right is now dangerous. With, with this. I agree. It is a little bit dangerous. Um, no courts either. I'm guessing no no basketball charging. It's 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 everything, right? You'd make this rule change across sports. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what's so funny about this is, it's this is what kind of pisses me off about this. The leaders of this rule change are very much the elites who are getting stormed on, right? It's it's Alabama AD Greg Byrne. It's uh, Georgia AD Josh yeah. Brooks. It's Kentucky, you know, basketball. AD Mitch Barnhart, uh, because you know it's our players who are at risk here, and they're not wrong, and they're not wrong, but like it is a bit of a privileged standpoint, right? Like, you don't yeah. get the field stormed on you unless you're really, really good, but it would be uh, for court okay. as well, yeah. Okay, uh, good. I don't know what this means. What's a, what's TBI? A girl got. TBI when UGA rushed the field. UGA rushed the field against Tennessee in 2000. Wow, so funny how uh, how time can how time can change. Abard says I was in the middle of Tiger Stadium in '97 after upsetting Florida the day pigs flew. Uh, it made the experience of the game that much better. I know. Look, dude. Oh, traumatic brain injury. God, that's awful. Um, look, I again, again, storming the field is tight from a pageantry, visual, mm -hmm. experience standpoint. Watching Tennessee do that at home last year, carry off the goalposts. These are all things that I love and that are magical. Uh, unfortunately, it seems to be happening more often, and the more you kind of play with fire, eventually you're going to be burned. How about this? I'm going to go full old man on my take here. Okay, you ready for this, Aaron? Do it. It's this goddamn social media age that we live in. Everybody wants to be a you look at me, Louie. Okay. They want to be a part of the field. They don't actually care about the result. 
Next time you watch a field stormy, watch. Everybody's doing this, okay? Everybody's on their own story. And people want to dunk on the players. Phone in and, front and, of them. and people want to like, ha-ha, look at the loser, and some yep. player is going to get mad. And that, yep. I, I I hate to admit it, I completely agree with T-Bob, and I also hate it. It sucks. I hate myself. Fuck it. I'm with T-Bob, too. Gosh darn it. I was so – I love watching it. It is fun to watch, but I agree. It is a little dangerous. And last Thomas year, the burden thing at Alabama was a little bad, too. Uh, Tom Stairs says, can't stop it. Can't go full man out of solution. No, I think the solution – I think like losing a home game is a great solution. I think fans would be miserable to uh, – to, I don't to think your math, though, T-Bob, how, you, how yeah. you get three straight road games. It, because people aren't storming the field on an away game because you really don't have fans in the stands. No, exactly. You'd storm exactly. It at so, a home no. game. So shut the fuck up. Listen. So you'd be okay. away the next year, then you'd have away the yeah. next year. So it's only two years, not three. Two. No, oh, God. Oh my God. Okay, Aaron. We're gonna you're you're, you're really Go gonna make it. me you make yeah. fun of the LSU education off air early in the show, and then you pull this yeah. shit. Okay, so check this out. You go Tell me. home away, home away. You win the home game, you storm. Next year, you're away. You uh, should be yeah. home next, but you're away. You don't, the would, resumes, they would you don't think they would correct it and give you the home the next year? They'd make you no, because then, you then, don't then, there's, not a penalty. then you, then there's not a penalty. Then it's just two two. Like it has to be three one no. for it to be a penalty. You yes. can do home away. You're gonna away, hate how this ends. Home, you get back <laughs> two back two exactly exactly. You, no. You're back to two oh, two. Yes. You said it's home away home. away home. <laughs> yeah, you just get to play. You get to play on the road two back to back years. But then it's back yes, to but, the normal schedule after that. But you're not losing a home gate. You're not losing a home experience. You still have the same amount of home games. Um, yeah, no. I mean, look, this this happened actually. Uh, LSU had to go to Florida actually. three years in a row. Uh, I told you, bro. Tampa is just a, a lost cousin mm. of Louisiana. Okay, yeah, that was just accept yeah. it. We're a broken, just stupid state. I think yes, Tampa. Well, no, we have Lafayette. Lafayette's very Guido. I know a lot of people don't know Lafayette oh. outside of Louisiana, but that's Whoa. Right. what. That's right. What? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. You live in fucking New York. You can find <laughs> Brum um, uh, fist pumping at the Jersey Shore all summer long. Uh, I mean, no. Look, Lafayette produces Dustin Poirier, Daniel Cormier, right? All these badass fighters because Affliction T-shirts are huge in Lafayette. Um, Young Save says, I don't think it's fair to punish the players for the action of their fans. It's not fair. But that idea, right? I mean, that's why this stuff works, right? If you're in a team yeah. environment, you think I want to do fucking penalty runs because this slapstick freshman couldn't show up for class on time, and yet I'm still out there at 5 a.m. having a run, so you know what we do? Yeah. We put soap in socks, and we beat him afterwards so he doesn't do it again. <laughs> okay? That's that, that. We don't really do that. But that's what happens in the military. <laughs> they like, like, like that's. Yeah, that's that's you've also seen Full Metal Jacket, T-Bob. Nice. Well, uh, you know, but Full Metal Jacket's based on truth, right? Like, like that's not pulled out of thin air. Uh, I've seen it happen. That that sort of stuff absolutely happens. So it sucks, and it wouldn't be fair to the players, and it wouldn't be fair to the fans that didn't want to storm. I, I, even though, granted, if you just had a trickling, I don't think you would count it. But uh, yeah, I, I look, I get it. I get it. Okay, I think it's got to go. I think I think it's happening too often now, again, too, because everybody wants to be a part of the moment and show that they were a part of the moment, et cetera, et cetera. I'm a full old man, whatever. Uh, Cody Brunet, why not ban the student section for a home game instead of losing the whole game? That that's fair. Look, all of this is on the table. All of this is on the table. Yep. But you are going to have some sort of competitive penalty because the overall mm -hmm. point of this is that people don't care about fines. Um, 
there's too much there's and 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 losing a home game in and of itself is like a way bigger fine because you lose about four to five million dollars in a home gate which yes. is uh not good um i think boys we almost hit it all today the only thing yeah. we did not get to was colorado over under three and a half and the insane but in my opinion completely planned exodus taking place out of boulder right now but we can get there tomorrow it's not going yeah. anywhere uh, Thomas says, can't stop a tsunami. All I'm saying, I, I agree, but I do believe in theory, if you knew that was the penalty, I feel like they'd be hammering it over the announcements. The coaches would be talking about it, you know, during the week. No, no yeah. storming. Well, what they blah, would do blah, is blah. they hire real security. Um, yeah. yeah, because secure kids, security. I think really they'd be pumping it. Though. I think they'd be pumping it on over the, the, Oh yeah, pumping over the loudspeaker. Which be careful when no one storms the field in an NFL game. No one storms the field in an NBA game. Like part of this is like professional crowd management. It's a hundred percent part of it. Okay, okay, yeah, you might that 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 might be that might be a bit of a fair point actually there. Um, Yeah, I think that twenty thousand eighteen to twenty two year old drunk coeds sitting in the stands at professional games. True. True. I mean, they'll, yeah, they'll, they'll, like they'll, I think old schools would take very drastic action, including like making like a barrier between with the students. I, I know this is fucked up, but now I'm just picturing like a key and peel skit where a kid starts to storm, storm the field and they just double tap him in the chest. It's like, doof, doof. <laughs> just, like a squid yeah, yeah. game student yeah. section situation. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Like these students are just getting mowed down. But then in oh. like classic key and peel setting, the students just get reinforced. They start going harder and harder. And then you make it into a zombie skit where the students are like climbing over each other's dead bodies, trying to oh. make selfie videos for Snapchat as they storm the field. Uh oh man, they should make that. It, it could be a little play on uh their 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 name one. Their uh the old Kim Peel East West Shrine game skit, which is one of the all time goods. Or we can just do our snap skit and make we'll do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know that we have really? the comedic chops of Jordan P or Keegan Michael Key, but maybe yeah, uh, Jordan Peel. Excuse yeah, me. We try. Um. Hey. Well, we got to go, well, Aaron. You got a show. show to do in like a minute. I we do. love you. And I got to piss really everyone bad. hanging out. YouTube.com. <laughs> Uh, slash the volume. Thank you to the volume for having us here. Hit the like button. Share with your friends. We will see you. Just put razor wire around the field. There we go. We will see you tomorrow. Have a great day, y'all. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. 
Visit slack.com to get started.